Hello, and welcome to Horror. This is a podcast in which Lee and Adam take their friend Chris on a journey through horror cinema. New episodes are posted every two weeks, and you can follow us at SoundCloud, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Please post any questions with the hashtag AskWelcomeToHorror, and the gang will answer them on the show. Before we begin, two warnings. There will be both swearing and spoilers in abundance, so we recommend that you have watched the movie being discussed first. Thank you for listening. Right, good evening ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Horror, I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. I'm Jennifer. And we are here for our Halloween celebrations. (laughs) So we are covering a couple of Halloween specials uh, this evening, neither of which are horror, but um, both are significant to us in very, very different reasons. Um, So just very quickly before we get into that, um, what have we been watching, Adam? I have been watching... I've started watching Killing Eve, which is kind of mm-hmm. in the right vein. Mm-hmm. It's basically if Alice from Luther had been given her own spin-off show. Ooh, I like she's my favourite character. It's not actually her. No, no, I know. But but it's, if it was her as the actress, then I'd definitely It's really it. good. It's written by the woman who did mm-hmm. Fleabag, which was great. But yeah, and every everyone in it, you, you like everything, everyone in it, and everything is really funny. Uh, you will be shocked by how old Darren Boyd is now. Oh, really? You know, the big tall guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Like from Smack the Pony and stuff. Yeah, he oh. he looked particularly old in it, and I was like, yeah, fuck, I'm forty, and I. <laughs> I remember when he was a young, vibrant gentleman. Yeah, it's not but, good. Um, yeah, that's really good. Um, other than that, I don't think. Oh, and I watched Mandy and I fucking loved it. And I'm going to see Mandy again <clears throat> at the Prince Charles. Because I want to watch it properly, like, in a cinema, preferably out of my face. So, because I watched it sober. It was two in the morning, so I think that helped. Yeah. But, yeah, I, no, yeah. It was sober. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I don't think there's been anything else. Okay, um, I also watched Mandy. Um... I know there was a lot of fuss and a lot of hype, and I'm not one of those people. I hate it when something really good comes out and somebody just has to piss on its chips just for the sake of being different. So it definitely isn't that. But I did think it was one of the worst paced movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, it is all over the shop. I thought Nicolas Cage was brilliant. Um, I thought the visuals on it were fantastic. I just thought it should have been the other way. It took an hour and 15 minutes for anything to happen and then crammed all the excitement into 45 minutes and it didn't have time, I thought it should have been an hour and 15 minutes and it should have been 20 minutes of prologue and then a much longer revenge thing. I just found the whole wind-up to anything happening so... Like, literally, I've said before on the on the show, and as you're well aware, 
I hate violence towards women in cinema in general. In, in daily life, you're fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it did get to a point about an hour in where I said to Jennifer, if this bitch isn't dead in the next five minutes, I'm turning this off because I was just so sick of, yeah, all right, so he's obsessed with her. We get that. It's his girlfriend or wife or whatever it is and he's absolutely beside with her. It didn't take an hour and 15 minutes to tell me that. You could have done it in 15 minutes and it was really it annoyed me. Was it actually an hour and 15? Did you try yes. it? Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah, 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 the way I described it was the first time because it's it's like I I would say it's like a trip backwards and it's not in that really irritating way where people are like oh it's like text the chainsaw mask on acid <laughs> as in I don't have any real thought on this <laughs> um, but the first half felt like the sort of the the end of a trip and then the second half is like a fucking blazing bad trip of yeah it is it's just a whole lot of craziness in a mm. very short period which yeah. which is awesome if they'd cut down the first bit it just yeah so I, 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 I liked the slow build but then I liked Beyond the Black Rainbow like the first one he did hmm. and also I'm really pleased because no one else seems to have made this connection when I've been like, hearing about it and stuff that in Beyond the Black Rainbow drug experiments actually alter people physically and mentally hmm. and that's also in this the, the Cenobitas yeah, yeah. For want of a better expression, yeah, they were say they were that, a wicked that, concept, yeah. But they, it was just a lot of build up, and then just oh, he just comes out with this big axe thing. Sorry to spoil it for you, Chris, but you've probably forgotten anyway. You know what you like. Um, <laughs> that's a cruel. <laughs> I don't man. mean that's a slight. Um, but yeah, and he yeah. just comes out and dispatches them fairly quickly because he's got a whole group of other people to get through. So I was like, well, he's got a dozen people to kill or thereabouts. And to push it into 50, into 45 minutes because there was this so long of a build-up, I just was like, oh, it's all arse about face. I mean, you're not selling it to me. It, oh. Do you know what? Everybody else has raved about it. I think I'm the only person who was absolutely disappointed with it. But um, Maybe you should watch it a couple more times. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe I should be less sober next time. I did watch mm. it Stone Cold Sober. Um, ah, you and see any this? film without booze is probably... I think that's the trouble. Is it, I think anything anything can test the patience of a sober mind. <laughs> like I say, like I say, I watched it at like two in the fucking morning, and yeah, I was sober, but it was two in the morning. I was yeah. not in a good state of mind. Yeah, so and that could have been the right. And I really, no, I mean, I loved it and just went with it. But again, it was like it's two in the morning. I am the first half of the film. <clears throat> yes, you know, I was in that sort of, and then. It livened up, and so did I. So yes. it's sort of yeah. Nicholas Cage was awesome in it, but yeah, I feel like and Linus Roach was like the cult leader was yes. just odious. Yeah, he it's was wonderful. He was fantastic. outside of the Guillermo del Toro film. I think mm. he's one of the most hateable people I've seen on a, on screen. Yes, he really was a turd. I thought everybody in it acted fantastically. Like I've got mm. no qualms with that, and the, the the way it was shot, and I loved all the the background movement stuff where they mm. kind of CGI blurred stuff to move. Yeah. Like I thought all that was stunning. The use of light and colour and things I thought was brilliant. It really reminded me of almost like a, a touch back to the old uh, Roger Corman type stuff like lots of greens and reds. <coughs> oh, and like berries. You know we're not reviewing this film, don't you? That's very true. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know, but we... But I'm giving it five thumbs up with <laughs> <Whitney's> this <laughs> bum. 
And Lee's giving it Whitley Strieber's bum. <laughs> yes, with a little tickle. Um, Chris, Chris, what have you been watching? <laughs> I, I have been watching a bit more Maniac. Okay. And it's still a bit crazy and it's a bit random, but I'm still entertained by it. Um, I, yeah, I still can't tell you exactly what's going on. <laughs> that could be because I'm not watching it as well as I should or because I'm a bit dim. But either way, when I get to the end, I'm sure I'll have a decent conclusion for you. Excellent. That sounds good. Um, Jennifer, would you like to put in anything that you've been watching? Yes, so the thing we just started earlier today. So we just started, so we're, not, so we're five minutes short of the end of the first episode. I apologise for my early arrival. That's fine. <laughs> uh, five minutes short of the end of the first episode of uh, Haunting of Hill House. Um, yes, really liking it. It's very good. Um, it does actually, because I was like, this has got nothing whatsoever to do with the movies either of them but actually it does have a little callback to one of the lines which I very much liked I did wonder I thought you'd mentioned this uh, I think I did off air mm, okay. um, yeah so somebody told me about it only a week ago and said oh you need to watch this new Netflix original so it's based trailer. on so it's, it's 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 based on the haunting of Hell House which was we Oh, no, we didn't no, cover no, it. Didn't so we? this is this where I got a bit mixed up when we no, were doing yeah, no. the so It's not the legend of Hell House, yeah, okay. it's the haunting. So mm. there's a black and white original, and then there's a remake from the 90s, I think. Which you yeah, didn't with, like. Which I didn't Catherine not like. That's the one yeah, yeah. fucking awful. Yeah. So <laughs> and, it, and they're all based on the book The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. The Shirley mm. Jackson book. So it has got a bit of a callback to that so far, but not a lot. If you take the two films, which are now very different but have a very similar setup, it's it's got nothing to do with that so far. Okay. Sorry, Jennifer, I've run away with your. Uh... So, so what did you make of it? Well, does that how does it? Who <laughs> <laughs> even cares? Oh, Jennifer, it's fine. It's fine. You keep talking, honey. Have you seen the, the other films? Yes. <clears throat> have I read the, the book? Though one? no, I feel I should read the book to mm. see then how that compares. So I might do that next then. <clears throat> Excellent. Um, I rewatched a childhood classic of mine on Sunday night. I rewatched um, My Best Friends of Empire from 1987, I believe. Um, yeah, really good comedy horror, kind of family friendly. Teenage boy gets turned into a vampire and is coming to terms with his new lifestyle. It's been done loads since, but it's uh, it's very good. Is it British or is it American? No, it's American. It's very American. Because um, oh, yeah, it's the, the coffin locker. That's the one with yeah. the shoes. With ten, yeah, like the sort of tennis shoes. What was the TV show, the British TV show that was around that time that was about a vampire There was family. the little vampire. Yeah, is which, that the one? Yeah, with the vampire Where he makes friends Rudy with a non. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah, which I think was that looked like it was like Russian or something and then they just dubbed mm. it. Dubbed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. But yeah, that sounds familiar, actually. Oh, and I will just say, American Horror Story Apocalypse. Ooh. Really enjoying it now. Um, just and um, yeah, it's now finally started feeding into. I want to say three. It started yes. feeding into Coven at least. Yes. Oh, okay. actually, um, mm. and there's already been a bit of Murder House as well. Yes. So it's coming into it. Speaking to yeah. friends, weren't we at the weekend about that? One of them. Mm. Really likes it. The other one is already bored. Yeah, so, that's fair enough. Yes. I can see uh, it's 
slow to build, is it? Well, not only that, but also I think now American Horror Story's hit its own pace of it's kind of a comedy. Mm. Yeah. Not in not in the way that's detrimental, but it's sort of like when you watch Hotel, mm. it's very tongue in cheek. Yes. And and Coven was actually, you know, it's pretty sort I of. think that was what I liked about those two mm. was that although it was very dark humour, it, it was absolutely humour through and through. Yeah. And it had and it has a plot. It's yeah. not just yeah. So mm. sorry, yeah. Cool. Mm. Should look forward to that then. Okay, so our main event, which, as previously warned, is nothing to do with horror. Scariest um, one yet. Well, it's our bonus. You, you were terrified the first time. It's our Halloween bonus. Um, so the reason we covered it is I saw it at seven years old, I think, uh, back when Halloween in the UK was something that we weren't fully aware of. So I think this was one of the first ever Halloween shows we ever saw. So this made me much more aware of Halloween tradition um, which I think, I obviously I now have massively embraced, but I think at the time, because it was less well-known, this is one of the first times I ever realised that it was actually a thing and realised what was involved. So do you have anybody you know that doesn't like Halloween still? Yes, loads of people. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people I work with and stuff who... Mm. Lots of people are very indifferent, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like... Uh, it's not an active hatred of it. It's just the oh, is it Halloween? Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. so A lot of people, unless you're particularly into the mm. things that it that it uh, encompasses, yeah, I just I think it's just it's, another. It reminded me when you said you know it wasn't very big. I knew seemed to be a lot of people who really didn't like Halloween because it seemed the whole like not, it was yeah. Well, it, well, it didn't. It wasn't a tr- a traditional. Bit, yeah. British English, thing, British, yes, yeah. yeah and, the, so they seem quite anti. Irish, isn't but, it? Is it? Yeah, yeah the yeah. origins of Halloween really are in Ireland, but but that was the weird thing because it was like my mum was very as much as she's into true crime and punishing you by leaving you found dead with a thumb stuck up your ass, which she had a <laughs> fucking obsession about a few years ago. <laughs> Strange woman, um, but she also really she I think she was the one who really introduced me to stuff like Dracula and Frankenstein and Halloween and at Halloween we used to. Dance around was, naked in the garden? Well, no, that's every... Oh, Halloween was the night every, off. Uh, yes. <laughs> Halloween was the night <laughs> off. Everyone's doing it then, isn't it? You know. I do like that. That's in Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Halloween, for any of the supernatural beings, Halloween's a night off because it's like, oh, what's the fucking point? <laughs> yeah, it's like sort of just, it's like an amnesty of supernatural beings where they're like, we're not going out on Halloween, that's tacky. So, but, um, yeah, my mum used to... Um, Pumpkins were scarce. You couldn't mm. really buy them mm. over here. So you turnips back then. It was it? turnips yeah, and sweets mm. that my mum used to turn it like make jackalopes. Yeah, oh, I tried carving them. And the sweets. Yeah. I mean, the sweets looked like wizened, shrunken heads and stuff like that. But she was always like the one. Oh no, we've got, it's Halloween, so we're going to do something. Mm. And it was like literally no one else I knew. Mm. Like all the kids at school was like, hey, you know, they were like, oh just no information on this not even like and then yeah slowly it maybe sort of permeated a bit but yeah I remember my dad having to grow pumpkins because we wanted to carve jack-o'-lanterns and as you say you couldn't buy them in the shop Mm. so he had to grow pumpkins in the garden because it was the only way of us being able to do jack-o'-lanterns whereas now you can go in Tesco's and pick your size there's fucking bins of them yeah and and are any of them being eaten 
Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Sometimes I eat, well, it depends how far we get with them. Pumpkin but pie is my My arm favorite. grew one this big for the, uh, how big is that? For the benefits of the tape, that's... <laughs> About two foot. T- yeah. Two foot, two foot of pumpkin. Pretty impressive. And me and Sharon shot a video of us um, carving the pumpkin where we had to, we pretended to inject it to make sure it was, you know, it wouldn't feel any pain. And then we went through carving the pumpkin. It's somewhere on an old videotape. So, you know, one day we'll put that out there for the world to see. <laughs> Bonus for the uh, Welcome yes, to Horror. Yes. Lee, I'm surprised you haven't got a Dremel. And I, had to, I bought a Dremel for, for doing it. <laughs> so back to this evening's first segment. So we've just watched um, The Worst Witch. Much to Adam's disdain, I believe. I think Ooh, because so well. was this his first viewing? Yes, yes. yes. First, this is the first time I have ever mm. seen the worst. Oh. I have seen the Tim Curry song because Lee's yes. played it at me, and <laughs> I've he's seen, been dancing around in a cape to you, hasn't he? With it, yeah, know? I've seen yeah. other bits of it because I've come into the room while Lee's been watching it. <laughs> so, is it the worst film? No, no, not by a long shot. You know, there's. Like and having a child, you may get used to these films, mm. you know. I, I, th- I think years. I can happily probably skip yeah. that one forward, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it does, I mean, obviously it is for kids, um, but I think, like we were saying about, no one's not, no one sort of seems to be disdainful of it who's in it. Yeah. You know, no one's like cashing a check. Everyone's actually acting. Everyone's giving it their yeah. all, which is Dinah Rig really, really is and Tim Curry, I mean Tim Curry, I mean it's like, you know, would you like some bread with that ham? But <laughs> it's he's putting everything in he there. He's so and you think he's only a few years out of Rocky Horror, so he's still a big mm. thing at this mm. point. And he's been offered this terrible script, sorry, and it is and I love it and I watch it every year, at least once. It's one of my guiltiest of pleasures. Um because it reminds me of being a small child and suddenly realising what all this exciting stuff is. Um, but yeah, Tim Curry just fucking goes at it, hammer and tongs in this. He oh, really yeah. does. Um, yeah, and just absolutely acts his arse off. See, it is, I think is more about the scenes than the overall story. Because I was trying to view mm. it through, I was thinking, should I show this to my daughter? She's four now. And I think she would actually be scared of some of the bits. Like, just... Chris, how hold. old is she? Even she knows how old she is. Oh, well, five. Five, five, <laughs> five since two she days ago. Oh, yeah. okay. but she knew. She Fair knew enough. on the she day. Did. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so I do think there are some scenes that would still scare her at the moment. Mm-hmm. She's just at the right age for this sort of thing. And I think, you know, the songs... They're good. They're catchy. Yeah. yeah. They're better than Trolls or the, whatever that other nonsense um, well, is. Well, Trolls is quite good. But well, The Evil good. Witches song is oddly sort of summary and up. Um, yes. You know, yeah, that yeah, I yeah, found yeah. quite weird, but then, yeah. Yeah, you think, oh, it's a big evil song, but, it's going to be yeah. really evil. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's a real song. It sounds like the Kinks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? So quite sort of, yeah. Well, I think they probably get right is there's a, quite a lot of close-ups on, you know, uh, Twisted faces and that sort of thing, which can look quite. Uh, um, the songs are by Charles Strauss and Don Black. Now I don't know who those people are, but on Wikipedia they're in blue, which means presumably you can click on them. They're important people. Those. Don Black, so, I oh, there we go. Name, yeah. So that's what I mean. So they did get some actual. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Actual people. Oh yes, he's uh, well, he's provided lyrics for Andrew Lloyd Webber, for Meatloaf, Michael Jackson. I mean, come on, right. that's well. quite impressive, really. So, yeah. you know, as long as the worst smart gentleman were not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
just to let everyone know, yeah, so we've done less research for this one um, because we wanted oh, to keep it quite concise as a... Uh, Not as much research as Adam. But I, I, I forgo research because I needed to walk into it as an entirely fresh new yes, yes, entity. Yes, that was sensible. I think that's true. Um, yeah, and, and we think we might be able to ramble about the last... Uh, segment quite a lot Um, and we're going to try and keep it as concise as possible Um, otherwise we'll be here or it's going to be another Tales of Terror again oh fuck that Um, we haven't got that much info I would to say while we're on the songs thing that um, anything can happen on Halloween the uh, Mm -hmm. song made famous by Tim Curry um, was apparently covered by British rock band Stonegarth Never heard of them, anyone? No. Nope. In 2008. They haven't got a little blue bit on Wikipedia, so I can't click and find out who they no, that's, are. That's but got to be impressive know. that it's a band you haven't heard of, Adam. Well, well yeah, there we go. But then, equally, <laughs> is that a problem? Mm, you know, know. I, I, I'm be. beginning to think that maybe the, bl- the blue on Wikipedia <laughs> would oh, suggest. Right. Yes. I'm going to look this up and see if mm. I can spot find it somewhere on yeah. Spotify or on YouTube. But it's impressive. I would imagine you it can. suggests other adults also like it and perhaps cherish it. From they their absolutely do. It's hard to know if there's any adults that like it that who haven't seen it as a fairly young child because it's stuck in my mind. You know, since I've seen it, and There's I don't know if it's if it was Jennifer that played it loads, or oh, if yeah, I actually played it myself, so. which I might have done. I can't quite remember, but I definitely saw it a lot, and yeah, it's it's definitely stuck in my mind. I think for you, I was going to say sorry. Yeah, for you, Adam, as having not seen it before this evening, mm. how did it? I basically it was the same as say. Um, right, this is this is the bit where you're probably going to get angry. <laughs> <laughs> No, think of it like, say, Frozen, where yes. it's like, watching it as an adult, it was like, that bit's good, that bit's quite funny and everything, but in general, it's kind of... Yeah, yeah. Take it or leave it. Yeah, you know, it was sort of, it, well, it was sort of stuff that you kind of, as a as an adult, you kind of need more plot. Yes. I suppose. There yeah. was a plot it. involved. Oh, no, there's a plot, but not a particularly... Complex one. Yes. Oh, did you not get the undercurrents? <coughs> there, then, I got the I got the undercurrents because this is the thing as well. Is that I think I just I also just wanted them to smash the posh girl's face in, like they just, turned her into a pig. They I turned mean, they right? turned her into a pig, but at that point she should have screamed anyone for bacon because <laughs> that would have been brilliant. It's like oh, we're all having bacon. Yeah, there you go, Miss Harper. Mm-hmm. We saved you some as well. And then she's complicit in the cannibalism. It's I not also, Rocky Horror. I also think, I also had the thought that can I, I I kind of enjoyed it whilst reading it as a prequel to the craft mm-hmm. where Mildred sort of has a bit of a <laughs> a magical Sort of high school shooting how, yeah, at, okay. at the academy, mm. then gets sort of like sent away into witness protection, but ends up as Nancy in the craft. Yeah, clever. And you know, and uh, that kind of. And in of, between, it will stop off in uh, in Oz. In Oz, yeah, yes, mm. obviously. Yeah. And but yeah, no, I think there was that, that. I was having that element to it, but mainly because I just wanted someone to knock the shit out of the um, annoying Ethel. girl. Ethel, yeah, Ethel. she she was just yes. asking for it. This. Uh, and I spotted this a while back when Harry Potter first came out and I watched it and went, this, this is the worst witch, but like, yes. with an entire universe built yes. around it. It's ultimately the same... Yes. Yeah. But you can the see, I bit. mean, think how much adults love <coughs> Harry Potter. You know, it's got those same, the whole magical aspects of things. Mm. And obviously for a lot of adults, 
they came to Harry Potter as adults. Yeah. So I wonder if it's got a lot of similarities. I know I Harry Potter's much has. more detail and obviously... It's yeah, possibly as deep into sort of books. Halloween and, and that sort of mm. things that a lot of adults would yeah. maybe want to go. Interesting. But that's the thing, I've not read the worst witch books. So uh, I mean, they're, was they're it... that thick compared to Harry oh, Potter. Oh, yeah, but I was thinking, was it <laughs> quite sort of... No, I would say it's no, not you written know. like Harry Potter. Ah, oh, right. Sense. So no. it's not. Yeah, no, they are, I was going to say you can get a, a worse witch book and read through it from Ten cover minutes. to cover in yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> half an hour. I remember when the first Harry Potter books came out, mm. they were sort of a, a medium size, and then because mm. adults were involved, yeah. suddenly got, it's the dumbest bloody ones. Yeah, and yeah. it's just sort of no. Mm. I also really didn't agree with uh, the adult covers. Where it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. uh, no, no, I want a grown up cover for Harry Potter. Right, if you're reading fucking Harry Potter, be proud of it. It's a fucking kids' book, read it. Yeah. If you're reading Wind in the Willows, I don't want like some like SM frog. <laughs> I want a frog in tweets behind the wheel of a car. All right, I can handle it. The I'm a grown up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I found out actually that there was a version of it where Rick Mayle was the voice of Mr. Oh, Tyler. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe save that for the next Save that for later. Yeah. Right, so that is a good segue mm. into uh, us going and watching our next episode. Um, so we have just obviously covered The Worst Witch, um, and the second mm. thing we'll be covering is Adam's, one of Adam's favourite TV shows, their Halloween episode, um, which I don't think either Jennifer or Chris have seen, possibly. No. I'm um, going to watch it, but I have reservations... So it's not going. my sort of humour. It's, it's equally it's my childhood. Yes, so <laughs> or I our childhood. However, contains one of my favourite yeah, cop lines in comedy ever. It doesn't make me laugh. Oh, it doesn't. But wait until you see. It. Yes, um, I will. I will so, reserve judgment. So we are going to go now and watch <laughs> um, the TV show Bottom with Rick Mayo and Adrian Emerson, um, and we are going to watch their Halloween special Terror, and we will be back shortly. Dun, 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 dun. Wait. Let's interlude go. Music, interlude music. in something that can only be described as a commode. <laughs> um. So, uh, welcome back to horror. Um, we have now lost uh, Lady Jennifer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she's decided that she didn't have any <laughs> need to be involved in this half of the show. Um, <laughs> um, I think for us, uh, for me and Adam, as people who grew up with The Young Ones and uh, Comic Strip Presents, um, uh, we're a lot more uh, well-versed in the comedy of Rick and Aid, yeah, um, and a more forgiving, perhaps, of their slightly more childish stuff. Um, to be it's... to be honest, I'm just as fucking childish. <laughs> so really, for me, I've I've not grown up, and neither have they. I think yeah. that's probably the best way of putting it. But yeah, Jennifer just sat and looked absolutely bemused and or disgusted. All the I way don't know. Through. I think Jennifer. It's. I think Jennifer. There's a weird thing because a lot of people think bottom, and the majority of bottom is twatting each other in the balls mm. and um, knob and fart, knob and fart jokes. jokes, setting fire to things, you know, sort of Tom and Jerry violence. Yeah, but it does also just have marvelously weird 
sort of plot lines and odd things and stuff like and genuine bits of like proper genius mm. like right we'll make a pen tangle well has anyone got any pen I've got a pencil I have to be a pencil tangle then yeah. you know just stuff like that it's like the, the line in it that, oh, that just nails me every time it's just I was, the, I was wondering I was thinking because you said that before I was like which, which is it going to be <laughs> I think I know so it's when Adrian Edmondson and um, Spud Gunner sitting on the wall outside <laughs> with a can of lager each and a cigarette and he just says to him but what I don't understand is why every time you say trick or treat he has to foul himself <laughs> and it's just his face of disgust as he says the word foul himself that I yeah. just think mm. it's just it, it, it just absolutely gets me every time um yeah, so that's one of the few highlights I always remember from, yeah, um, from the, along with the the Christmas episode, the Christmas episode, um, where Adrian Emerson pretends to be deaf and he's on the stilts. Oh no! He's yes. standing up right um, in the corner, and literally as he shuts the door, he just collapses across yeah. the bed. There's just moments of just absolute perfect timing. Oh. So we're learning so much about you tonight, because <laughs> there's I think. This is, I genuinely think this is Rick and Aid, like, because obviously the young ones, Aid was in it, but he wasn't writing it. Hmm. And Filthy Rich Catflat was Ben Elton and Rick to a lesser extent, from yeah. what I gather. Um, but this is them two writing, so I think it's like the Dangerous Brothers, like Mr. Jolly Lives Next Door. Yes. It's that pure, refined. Richie and Eddie that they've been doing since university and they've just got to that point where they are just spot on like timing choreography for want of a better expression and yeah I haven't watched any bottom probably and as we were just discussing probably 15 years now I think Mm. Um, and I have got to admit I don't think it works as well with me now as it did when it first aired. Um, so it's funny you say that because that was by far the most enjoyable that I've ever seen of it. Oh, Because really? all I could remember was them hitting each other with frying pans and, yeah, obviously the silly jokes. And I don't remember possibly not seeing through an entire episode. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And and I, what I was actually noticing was that it probably takes them a bit of setup to have those explosions going on. It's oh, like they're yeah. actually putting more into it than I'd sort of realised at first. And it's and it's an old it's the old format of a sitcom mm, of yeah. a set and multiple cameras and you do it like a play. Yeah. And you've got a live audience. Yeah. 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 So and I mean they've clearly got flamethrowers yeah. strapped to set their backs. Because they're not, that's not post production effects or anything. No. Like you said, there are bits where Rick clearly it's wasn't like, well, quite still, ready yeah. for how much flame he was getting. So that's it, it almost made me think that's kind of them trying to just have fun almost. Oh, you know, yeah. It's, it's, I think it does have a sort of natural element to it. Yeah. The exuberance of mm. them, I think it's two mates just having such a, such a fucking good time doing it. Which I think is what became a shame when, like, sort of, I didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. You know, where it was kind of, because it was kind of like, you know, you felt sorry for Rick. He was like, 
someone who's still, like, not, still it's like he's not for his mate and his mate's yeah. not coming out that day. And yeah. It's sort of, yeah. He's, he's found girls or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think in, in Aid's case, he sort of, he went a bit, he said he wasn't really enjoying comedy much, so he started mm. going, he was doing a band and things like that. Mm. Okay, yeah. But it was like a ukulele band playing punk hits, uh, which was a bit slappable. Yes. But, um, but yeah, I think there's, it's how much they've enjoyed we can fuck around and we can smash this set mm. up and we can throw things at each other and make it a mess. Um, yeah. It's just enjoy, I think, and I think that's why I used to love it so much. I'm not saying I don't now, mm. but I think that's why I used to love it so much um, was just seeing how much those two just enjoyed yeah. and loved everything, which is why the, the live shows were, were always particularly good because... It was oh, just yeah. them two let absolutely off the hook with yeah. you can say anything you want, you can do anything you want, you don't have to worry about how much you swear or yeah. how offensive you get, you can just go mental with it. Yeah. Um and I think <clears throat> I think the T V show now I find suffers a little bit watching it back in comparison because it feels like like they keep looping back to the same jokes because they're because they're so they're restrained. Because they're so restrained in what they can and can't do. Yeah. They just end up doing the same thing yeah. to some degree. Um, and, and they do always come up with the most mental plots to keep it interesting. Yeah, I mean, eat, but, eating the gas, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Supergluing the burglar to the ceiling. Uh, Sellotaping the burglar now to the ceiling. Now that was brilliant. Um, deciding to go on someone else's honeymoon to get back at them with Eddie in drag. And My <laughs> favourite episode of this show is still the cricket episode when they go up on the roof to watch the cricket. Yeah, that is that is beautiful. Yes. That is just... So, and again, that's not one that has much in the way of slapstick and much in the mm. way of sort of... But it is just... The lines in yeah. it are just... And I think that's the problem with this episode to some degree, if I'm honest. Although I quite liked it, yeah. because it is quite confined to... Mm. Like, it's got more of a story. Yeah. So they they drop a lot of the jokes in and stuff, but they follow the story. And I like the episodes where they're just, oh, shit, we're stuck on a roof. Yeah. We're just going to sit here and watch the cricket. And it's it's just half an hour of the two of them sat in deck chairs. Well, it's like the... Um, it's like... Uh, uh, there's the one... There's the one where it's the, like the telly's gone, and that's oh, just yes. them stuck in the flat. That's yeah. probably my favourite. But again, it's just that thing of two people idle. Oh, is that them. the one where they end up playing chess? Yes, <laughs> they, where I because I had I had a weird relationship with Bottom when I was like uh, recording it off the telly. The video player broke, so I didn't record. I think it was the episode where they're watching Miss World. In the first series, yes. So I had to get a version. So I borrowed that off my mate, and his video had like they hadn't cleaned the head in ages, mm. so it warbled. Mm. Yeah. So I had a copy of it, but the soundtrack was weird. And the chess one, I laughed so fucking hard I fell over and switched the video off. Oh god! So I had a huge chunk of the fight missing <laughs> on my toe because I was just pissing myself too hard. It was. When Eddie crushes the the, uh, <laughs> the the clock, just in sheer frustration. <laughs> but 
but I think yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot to be said for the less plot they give themselves. That's probably why, like you say, with the stage shows, there's a lot less. But so how do they work? Like, how many of them did they do? Um, they did six. Okay. Yeah, well, quite a lot. I think I've only seen three or four, maybe. Oh, it might be four actually. Yeah, about five actually, because they did. They did the very first one, which was just set in the flat, and that was I actually saw that at South End, the Cliffs Pavilion. You did, because I remember there was the episode on Wimbledon Common that wasn't shown when they initially showed it, because somebody had been murdered on Wimbledon Common. Yeah, Rachel Common. McHale had been killed on Wimbledon Common, yeah. And you, so you bought the poster of the live show, and on the back of the poster yeah. was the script from it, and you brought that back for me as a present yeah, because I didn't get to go. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was absolutely, uh, yeah. I've still got my poster somewhere. I've still got my fucking tour t-shirt from that. Oh, bloody hell. Um, which is probably probably slightly knackered now, I'd imagine. But um, I don't think it's white anymore. In, in proper <laughs> Richie and Eddie, it's gone a bit crubby. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, yeah, so they did that one. They did the second one where they disrupt the Queen the Queen's Parade so they end up in prison in the second half oh then God. then there's then there's Hooligans Island yeah then there's the one the one that's in the bathroom of the flat and Eddie's built a time machine <laughs> and then the second half the second half is really good because it is just literally a black stage with them just playing off each other so mm. I vaguely remember and that. And then there's Weapons Grade Y-Fronts, which I think is the last one, which is back on the island. See, I don't think I've seen that one. Mm. So are they, these are available the to, to watch? They're around, yeah. yeah. You can buy them on... Because I think it was... Because it's like, it was just Bottom Live, Bottom the big number two tour, uh, Bottom Live three, Hooligans Island, then mm. I think it's Bottom four, an arse odyssey... And five is weapons grade Y-fronts. I th- uh, those are the titles as I remember them. But that was that was one of the things that was like, yes, Claire loves Doctor Who. Claire loves Bottom. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, no, you are the girl for me. That's the thing as well, is all the titles are meant to suffix the word bottom. So this is uh, terror. So bottom terror. Ah, oh, um, okay. Because the one where they're doing the cricket match is... Up, yes, so it's bottoms up, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's certain ones, digger. I mean, that, that's just a thing, yeah. but apparently, that was Rick. Rick wanted to call it your bottom originally, so yeah. people would go, Oh, I saw your bottom last night, and, <laughs> or I really enjoyed your bottom last night. So, that's much, all a bit meta, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, well, it's much in the same way Pete and Dud wanted to call the film Bedazzled Raquel Welch, so that the type so it would say. Peter Cook and Dudley Moore in, in Raquel Welch. <laughs> Hence why she has a cameo in the... Yes, and, and actually um, Rick did that thing Believe Nothing. The Oh, uh, shit, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah and, he did. and in that, um, his name is Adonis Canute. But Canute is spelled C-N-U-T. And there were posters all over Romford of just Rick Mail like that mm. with... Rick Mail is a Canute. <laughs> and, yeah. Do you know what? I need to re-watch that because I forgot that was ever even a thing. I know I watched it all at the time. Yeah. I don't remember anything Cause it's, it's of it. That, weirdly enough, it's probably something that would work better now because mm. it's, it's too early. 
because it's all about basically he's a professor like a, a brilliant professor at a university who gets conscripted into the Illuminati. That's right. And, you know, I think weirdly, at the time, yeah, I knew what that was, but nowadays, my mm. mum would know what the Illuminati... Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. my mum probably is in the Illuminati <laughs> after the Halloween and thumb up your bum thing. But, yeah, like, someone like who, mm. who's not into that sort of shit knows what the Illuminati yeah. is, or at least knows what it's meant to be. And uh, yeah, to see if that's available somewhere. It was. It, I've got it on DVD <clears throat> from the time. I mean, it may still be available. You can borrow mine, but it's. Oh, um, thank you. Um, but yeah, it was sort of. It was around and about. Um, as to whether it still is, I don't know. I also bought Rick Mayer Presents fairly recently. Uh, like the films they did that on two discs. Um, Rick Mayer Presents. That was the one where he did. It was. There was two series of it. One of them, oh, one of them was God. bigger than the other, and one had it was there was an episode called Dancing Queen with Helena Bonham Carter, where he is a bloke on a stag do, and he gets like Martin Clune screws him over and sends him oh, away on a train. Shit. Yeah, see now, I I remember those even less. But yeah. As soon as you said the name, it yeah, it did ring a bell. Yeah. It's funny because I I've forgotten so much of he did so much stuff in his life. Yeah, that I forgot so fucking much of it. Like you say, like I always just think of Kevin Turvey and the Dangerous Brothers. Yeah, and which, which are my two favourites. Oh yeah, I mean, Dangerous Brothers is my favourite. I think it's just it's it's bottom <laughs> it's bottom like, in five minutes. Yeah, it's bottom <laughs> in five minutes. But mental, because mm. the weird because the thing I like with Bottom is I like the bleakness of Bottom, mm. where it's a bit sort of like, <clears throat> you know, genuinely, f- fuck, we we do live an awful life. Yeah. Whereas the Dangerous Brothers is just the cartoon that comes out of the screen. Yeah. And just is. It's two crazy stuntmen. Yeah. With yeah, with just money and shiny suits, just going absolutely batshit for five minutes with no. With nobody controlling them, which yeah. is... Have you ever seen Dangerous Brothers? No. You you need to... It used to be on... It, was, it wasn't Saturday Night Live, because that's the American... Yeah, no, it was Saturday Live, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was a show on Saturday night that was broadcast live. Um, it was essentially I, the English version of Saturday yeah. Night Live. They basically nicked the format. Mm. So you'd have bands and... Uh, special guests and people doing sketches. Okay. Yeah, and Rick and Aid would come out and do two stuntmen called the Dangerous Brothers, mm. who were supposed to be stuntmen but would always end up just arguing and fighting instead of mm. actually doing any stunts. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just beat the shit out of each other and mm. just do strange, a strange hilarious so sketches. Like you say, as much bottom into five minutes. Yeah. as they can. It's like the because it's like the 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 Halloween banana conversation. <laughs> he, that's the stuff I love of Rick and, Mike, yeah. uh, Rick and Aid as well where it's just like sort of so you open the door and you say trick or trick I thought you said I was mute and it's just yeah. that constant just sort of digging it in. is good yeah the way he winds him up is yeah. very good alright for this this time you can be a yeah. talking Halloween banana but yeah, yeah the Dangerous Brothers has that a lot because there's mm-hmm. that one because they, they used to do a sketch live which was just them him trying to tell the gooseberry joke, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where he, and they, which is basically <laughs> what's green and goes up and down. A gooseberry in a lift. Oh, I tell it, it slays him. And then Aid just keeps asking him, like, 
How did the gooseberry get in the lift? Mm. How did the goose? Yeah. How did the gooseberry touch the buttons? How does the good? And yeah. it's like, and in the end, it's like, okay, so there's a gooseberry and it's got arms and legs and it jumps up and presses buttons in a lift and then it goes up and down. What's that? It's a gooseberry in a lift. But it just ended up with this whole torturous ten minutes mm. of aid, like just chipping away the the joke of like, but this doesn't make any sense. It's one of my favourite moments of that is still. Rick Mail with the chicken, the rubber chicken hanging out the front of his trousers. <laughs> and Adrian Emerson says to him, Oi, you want to be careful walking around with your flies undone? Your chicken might fall out for everyone to see. You're supposed to say cock. Sorry, sorry. And he walks off screen. Oi, cock. You want to be Oh, yes. And actually, I mean, and the thing was is that they did used to genuinely, they would hurt each other. Mm. Well, they said they went to casualty roughly twice, twice, like the bottom live, they said they'd roughly go to casualty twice Mm. a run at some point because they would just catch each other wrong or whatever. But when they were doing the Dangerous Brothers, genuinely, and they made it part of the, the sketch, um... Rick set fire to aid <laughs> and genuinely he got into trouble and because what they'd done is is that they'd rehearsed it and aid laid on the floor and they put this like the gel the yeah. flame gel on you and he laid on the floor and they set fire to his trousers put it out and that was absolutely fine in the actual sketch aid was standing on a fucking chair so the flames just went up <laughs> and yeah apparently he actually got you can quite see badly burned panicking yeah. quite because I, I remember Rick on a, a TV show saying about it on a, a like talk show or something, and he said that the safety word was Peter, apparently. And he said, so if you get into trouble, just shout Peter and we'll stop the thing and everything else like that. And Aid on fire could only say, fuck, <laughs> and scream and swear at him. So no one else knew he was in trouble. They just thought it was part of the act. And yeah, and they actually have like the thing cuts and it's, can you spot what went wrong? <laughs> yes, that's right. I shouldn't have allowed my partner to put petrol all over me and set me on fire. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Gra- but again, because they're five minutes long, you can smash mm. through the whole the, like, the whole DVD. Is like, it's less than an hour. I was going to say, it's like 50 minutes or something. Yeah. And it's just absolute genius from beginning to end. Um, and I think that's what I liked. I think that was my favourite... I'd say that and Kevin Turvey is still again yeah. I like I like that very small, very concise, just weird stream of consciousness. Yeah. Which is which is what Kevin Turvey was. It was mm. that I'm gonna tell a really simple story that should take thirty seconds, but I'm gonna drag it out to three minutes because yeah. I don't know how to tell a story. It's like a far weirder Ronnie Colbert. Yes. When he used to do the thing where he was just telling the joke, but then it was the producer said to me, Ronnie, and uh, he always <laughs> in the camp. And he would just extemporise for like 10 minutes of a th- of a minute joke. Yeah. And, yeah. But I was, uh, the one thing I did think to look up was, I thought, because we know so much that Aid and Rick are in and everything else like that. I was trying to find um, horror connections mm, for everyone. Good thinking. Um, and actually, this is a pretty poor show because uh, Spud Gun is a dustman in Paper House. You know the film with it? 
I've got it. I saw it in the 90s. I've not seen it yet oh, since. That's one I think we should tackle mm. at some point. Oh, really? Especially just because we can go, it's Spaka! Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and uh, he's uh, he's also in The Nine Lives of Tom's Cats. I'm just going to mention mm. that. Um, he was in The Cottage, which is kind yeah, of, kind of horror. I that's, really enjoyed The that's Cottage. A, that that's a, a great fantastic film. film. That is a great film. And he's Gary the Demon in the first series of Old Harry's Game. Yes, um, but um, but other than that, I mean, like Aid, weirdly enough, didn't really do anything. You know, he wasn't. I mean, obviously, we've got to mention Captain Peavy in Star Wars: The Last Jedi, mm. which was apparently Mark Hamill want, wanted to work with Rick and Aid. Oh, really? <laughs> and actually, and he's in Man Down. Mark Hamill's in an episode of Man Down because Rick played Greg Davis's dad in it. Yeah, and he said it was the nearest I could get to being in the same sh- same thing as Rick Mayo after he died. Bloody mm. hell! So he see like, that's a true. Oh yeah, he is. I know that Mark Hamill is a massive like young ones and bottom fan. He really, really because he posts like he's posted on Instagram like pictures of him and he's got like the box sets mm. and stuff. And yeah, he was like a massive, mm. massive fan. And there was like a picture of him with Aid, uh, with Aid dressed as the Imperial Commander and and like, but like. Aid's just doing his aid face. Yeah. It's like, Eddie. Um, but Mark Hamill is fucking beaming. He is over <laughs> the moon. It's like, look, that's Aid Edmondson. It's like, you're Luke Skywalker. Yes, but that's Aid Edmondson. And, so um, that, that is actually, I think we should let, uh, landmark this. That is one of the best things to come out of social media is that it turns out Mark Hamill was really cool. Oh, fuck Because he? he would not have been able to get that out without... Twitter and Instagram. he's one of the biggest fans. He's he's the one of the most famous fans of uh, last podcast on the left. Mm. Oh, is he? Apparently, I didn't know that. oh wow. Yes, yeah. They mentioned it on an episode. Yeah, they were saying that Mark Hamill is a <laughs> is a regular listener and has has commented on their. Uh, Have you seen what Instagram he does segment? if you ask him to sign Star Wars cards? No, old Star Wars cards. He puts jokes on them and stuff, and there was like a picture. No. There was a pic- someone got him to sign a picture of Luke on the moisture farm, like next to one of the big pylon things. Yeah, and it just has, and he'd written on there like it, like signed it, but written on there um, large, extra large bomb for sale. Contact Luke Tatooine oh eight seven oh two five six or whatever. <laughs> And he like doc, he's done like loads of it. When people have asked him to do that, he just puts like silly jokes on there and stuff like that. The man's a god. Mm. Yeah. Now, aren't you going to play one of the coolest characters mm. ever in motion picture history? I he's think an absolute character. He's also just he just seems so. You know, I think he's really. You know, we were saying about like with. Tim Curry and like well Susan Sarandon really not wanting to know about Rocky Horror and yeah. stuff like that. Mark Hamill's the inverse of it. Yeah, he's yeah. embraced that. He knows that. Look, the most famous I'm going to be is Luke Skywalker, and I'm at peace with that mm. because that's a pretty fucking cool thing. Yes, that's nothing to be ashamed about. No, are, yeah. And actually, I think that he's. I prefer Luke in the in the new films mm. because loads of people had a big thing where it's like, oh, he wasn't taking it seriously and everything else like that, and it was like. No, he's meant to have just like gone past it all. Yeah, you know he's he is essentially Yoda because Yoda's yes. fucking mental. Yes. when he's training him on da- on Dagobah, mm. he's just a barking old loon like 
putting fish in people's baskets. You know, you're stuff. right, and he, yeah, and stealing people's packed lunches. Yeah. yeah, and he has ultimately done exactly the same. Yeah, he becomes Yoda of just being like this sort of slightly comic figure who really has dismissed it all. Mm. Yeah, but that's true. So that's a very weird tangent, but obviously, as I say, so Spud Gun, we had some bits, but also for Mister Rick Mail, um, he's in a film. Called The Legend of Harrow Woods. Yes, he is. I've got it upstairs. Evil Calls the Raven is the alternative title. Uh, and all I've seen online is people saying it's shockingly bad. It's terrible. Right, okay. Um, it, it's terrible. And as I remember, don't get me wrong, I only saw it when it first came out, which is probably seven or eight years now, at least. Two th- yeah, 2012. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so six years. Um, as I remember, it was a terrible horror movie about some haunted woods, and the closing scene was an absolute rip-off of Twin Peaks, where it was a weird lodge thing, Oh right, okay. and he was the host in the lodge. But again, I, I saw it once six years ago, and I've not gone back to it, and that's my only recollection of it. I could be totally wrong, but... That's what I remember. Yeah. So I bought it because he was in it. I was like, course, oh my God, yeah. Rick Mail's in a yeah, horror, horror movie. It's yeah. an independent horror movie. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, oh no, be. he's in it for 45 seconds at the end and gives <laughs> some weird explanation that makes no sense. And The same the same director, a guy called Richard Driscoll, did a film called Highway to Hell. Not the, the f- Highway to Hell that's like the 80s mm. horror movie. But yeah, and again, that was 2012. And Rick's in mm. it. Michael Madsen's in it. Sylvester McCoy is in it. It's like fucking fuck tons of people, but it's literally like two minutes of everyone, where he's just managed to get them for like five minutes and shoot yeah, bits, and then the rest of the film is all sort of like linked together from that. And there's like Mickey Rourke's in it, but he's in a hotel room because Mickey Rourke was staying in London at the time, so he just said, "Yeah, you come and film, but I'm not leaving him here." Room, and yeah, but apparently <laughs> yeah. this guy is famous for like. Basically ripping everyone off. I think he's done. I think he's now done time for tax evasion. Jesus. He released all the DVDs he released on his own thing hadn't been classified by the BBFC, so they're technically illegal. Um, so yeah, he just couldn't give a flying shit. This feels a lot like um, Ed Wood. Yeah, like that it's type very of. I got Bella Lugosi to do some screen tests. Then he died. So I'm just going to get a man to hold a mark, hold his cape up oh, over yeah. his face and claim it's the same character all the way through the film. That's a, well, apparently this is all it is. Is like they've got like long shots of lookalikes for like exterior scenes and things like that. But yeah, it's got like it's got like the most amazing cast list, but apparently is like shoddy as shit. Yeah, really. yeah. and like you say, you've you've seen the Harrow Woods one, and that was pretty much the same. He's there's a, a film about a serial killer called Day of the Sirens that he's in, mm. and apparently that's uh, again that was one of those ones where it was like half the people are saying it's brilliant, half the people are saying it's shite, and so you sort of hmm. But I think you can get it, pick it up a lot about quid, so they <laughs> might do that just to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, obviously, Rick, second chess player in American Werewolf in London. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And we can never, ever forget that. Nope. We should really put that on the list. I was going to say... Have you not seen American Werewolf in London? I've definitely seen some of it. Oh, 
but I, I cannot remember the entire thing, so I don't know if I saw it all. Well, obviously, we our next our next episode is obviously we're going to be doing because after the bonus episodes here, yeah, we're going to be doing ask welcome to horror we bride will. of hashtag ask welcome to horror. Yes, please send in your hashtag ask welcome to horror questions. Yeah, there's still time. <clears throat> there's plenty of time. Uh, we will answer them if you can get them in within a few days of this episode going live. Would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't get to them. Then we will save them for for a later episode. So, uh, so definitely send them in whatever your questions are. We'll be more than happy to uh, to answer them, whether they are horror questions, personal questions, uh, general questions, or ridiculous questions. We've uh, I think we've covered the gambit of all of those things. So, yeah. So definitely send them in. Whatever they are, they will definitely make us laugh one way or another. So. The other thing I was going to throw out there, as we were just doing a bit of a tribute to him, is. Mark Hamill was in a few horror movies. He was. Were any of them, and I've got a little list here. He was in Body Bags. Yes, that's on here. So I saw The Giver possibly not long after it came out in 1991, it says here, um, which was a bit odd. That's that's (laughs) The Giver, not MacGyver. No, yes, yeah. uh, MacGyver. And I, I was just, yeah, shocked to see him in such a film at the time because I only knew him from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was pretty odd. Uh, there's also Village of the Damned, Airborne, yeah. Dante's Inferno, Watchers Reborn, The Night of the Headler. I don't know what that says. <laughs> After that, Headler something. Um, Night of the Living Do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's finished there. Midnight Wide and Black Magic Woman. So I haven't heard of any of them. <clears throat> I can Dante's honestly Inferno. say I think I've heard of I've heard of the guy. Oh, I've okay. heard of Bonnie Bags. Children of the Damned, I'm assuming, is the Carpenter. Vi- Village of the Damned. Vill- oh, Village of the yeah. Damned. Oh, that might not be then, because it's Children um, of the Damned, the Carpenter remake, wasn't it? No, yeah. I think he did do Village. Which way round is it? I can never remember. It's Village of the Damned first. It's the, it? Yeah, and the yeah, Children that, of the Damned is second. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so the remake one with Mark Hamill is the same one with Kirsty Alley. Oh, yes. And I'll watch anything oh. with Kirsty Alley in it, because it's got Kirsty Alley in mm. it. Sleepwalkers. He has an uncredited role as a cop in Sleepwalkers. Mm. Oh, I've heard that somewhere. Yeah, we mentioned it on oh, yeah, uh, on Instagram <laughs> during an episode, I think. Yes, we did. Yes, you're right. Appar- it was us. Apparently, he wants, or wanted in March of this year, a Star Wars horror movie about a false ghost. I'm assuming that was a bit of a joke. I think, yeah. I think there's a, there's a lot that goes on. There's a Let's lot. A bit there's a lot funny. that goes on where... I think, especially when someone, when people have a deep love of something, mm. they really lose their, not lose their sense of humour, but certainly lose the ability to work out that someone's joking. Yes. Like we were saying, the, uh, like the other day with uh, Rocky Horror, with Tim Curry saying that he deliberately yeah. put on weight yeah, and got yeah. ugly so he didn't have to put up with fans <laughs> anymore. That sounds like someone pissing about, but mm. someone's written it down Takes as, oh it, no, he it? definitely yeah. did that. That's yeah. why he did, he said that. So, yeah, yeah, because it's their breaking story, so they're going to hold yeah. on to it, even if it's... And the same with that, it's like, oh, Mark Hamill said this. Mark Hamill says a lot of things. Mm. Yeah. Don't believe him, he's a fucking stoner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that might be good if, if we can yeah. find out if one of those is worth it. Yeah, I'll be up for it, definitely. Definitely. So, we will... Uh, we will reconvene in some time after this, depending on when these episodes go up. Yeah. Um, 
So our next uh, episode is going to be the hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror. So please get your questions in between now and then. Um, also, a couple of shows I've been listening to recently. I know Adam and I have mentioned The Oblong Babysitter. Woo! Um, go and check out The Oblong Babysitter. It's a fantastic podcast. Um, if you like this, you definitely like that. It's not always horror, but it is fantastic. Um, and I've also recently listened to... I've only listened to one episode so far, um, <clears throat> but they've just released a Halloween episode of that one time I was abducted by aliens. Oh, yeah. Um, go and check that out as well. Um, it's really good. They've, they've gone through the, the history of Halloween. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and, and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was good fun. And obviously, our, our brothers in Kurt. Yes. Not for everyone podcast. Yeah. Yes. Currently running Shocktober. And uh, yeah, that's it, it's always worth a listen. Always, mm, if you yeah, actually, if you enjoy Bottom, yeah. <laughs> you will enjoy Not for Everyone podcast. It's two two men in a trapped in a power struggle of who can insult the other. <laughs> so go and listen to those. Uh, send us your hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror Questions, and we will see you again shortly. Enjoy your Halloween. Take care. Thank you. Ooh. Bye. Headbutt. <laughs> I wouldn't change places with anyone tonight. We'll carve pumpkin faces and watch the witches' flight. Every human heart will shudder. Every soul will shake with fear Tonight The creepiest Tonight The scariest Tonight The most wonderful Night uh, Oh